And we know tonight that there is power in the name of Jesus. And every promise that he makes is yea and amen. He said it and we believe it. I greet you tonight, my sisters and brothers, in the name of the risen Lord and Savior. I greet you in the power of our unity and our commitment to the Word of God and to prayer. We welcome you. We thank God for you. We congratulate you. Many of you have been with us since March 2020. And we're still at it, and I just want to thank God for your commitment and your longevity. We're welcoming to our prayer line tonight Pastor Angela Hargett, who is the pastor of the St. Matthew's AME Church in Hollis, New York. We welcome her as a part of our church family, and we yield the line to her tonight I'm sorry, for her to lead us as she sees fit as the Lord leads her tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And amen. What an honor, what a privilege, and a blessing to join with you um, in this moment of prayer time and to absolutely celebrate your steadfast commitment to prayer as being essential for ministry. Um, If you just allow me to lift a scripture um, and maybe talk about it briefly, I will be led by the Spirit in prayer. The book of Revelation, book of Revelation, chapter 3 and verse 16 from the King James Grandma's Bible reads like this. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. God, we thank you for the the word, and we ask, oh God, that you would send the prayer to follow that, that God, if there would be a meditation, that you would lead in that, and that we would know that we are following hard after you. Send your word, Lord God. We pray in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. I wanted to contemplate what passionless ministry looks like. And I thought there's another passage of scripture that says in Galatians, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And I started thinking, have I ever really been too tired or too weary or too frustrated to keep on keeping on? How about you? Have you ever been in a position of leadership so long that the passion for the vision or mission has become lukewarm? Some of us have seen people retire while still assigned to the job. And so I'm I'm, I'm tempted to ask, is it possible to become so familiar with the tasks that we've been assigned, even those in ministry, 
that we begin to take shortcuts, bend the rules, take each other for granted. Tell me, how do we really avoid a lukewarm attitude toward the things of God, toward our responsibilities, even our friendships and family relationships, even our work colleagues? I kind of think that we take prayer for granted. Prayer is an essential key to maintaining passion for God and ministry, and after 41 years of marriage, I want to add for marriage. Prayer refocuses our attention to the core values of the gospel. Prayer and the word of God can speak to the idols in our mirrors, to our moments of pretense with one another, and our casual insincerity. Through the ages, those gathered as the church have needed to be revived, have needed to be resuscitated, and have needed to be reformed. And so we come tonight to pray to the God of our salvation. For we stand in the liminal space. We're not what we once were, and we're not what we're going to be. We are yet becoming. And in the midst of our season of becoming who God would have us to be, we are challenged by circumstances, sometimes beyond our control, that make us doubt sometimes that we have chosen correctly. And so we want to pray tonight that the Lord would help us so that we won't grow weary in well-doing and we won't be nasty like lukewarm water. God, hear us tonight as we come unashamedly before you because you are the God that has bid us to come just as we are. You are the one who has given unto us the gift of salvation because we have believed that Jesus the Christ is our Lord and Savior. God, we are clear that it is nothing that we have done or anything that someone has done for us that has brought us into this marvelous relationship with you. And so tonight, we don't have to have pretense. We want to admit we need you to help us cling to the truth, to the truth of your word, to the gospel and the example of Jesus. God, sometimes the, the stuff of life can make us cool off and lose passion for the things that are eternal, the very temporary things of life uh, that sometimes present themselves as a substitute for the teachings of our Lord, tempt us uh, to switch, Lord God, our preferences. But Lord God, we know that if you show up in the midst of us, we can be renewed and restored even when we're going through challenges uh, 
like health crisis. We know, Lord God, that the passion that Jesus had for us kept him on the cross. And knowing that he loves us and loved us enough to stay on the cross can redirect our thinking so that we don't believe for a moment that the crisis that we are in physically is a result of not being good enough for Jesus to save them. And therefore, we can ask Jesus, we can pray through the name of Jesus for anything, no matter who we are in the body of Christ. We thank you, Lord God, that there's not a bishop with more authority in heaven than we have. We thank you, Father God, that when you remind us of who we are in you through your Son, our passion can be renewed and we will find ourselves not just going through the motions. We will find ourselves not just showing up to worship or meetings without being fully mindfully present. Oh God, we don't want to offer perfunctory praise. We want our praise to be full of passion. And so help us, dear Lord, to continue to believe that if we befriend introspection, meditation, and reflection on who you are, we ourselves can be renewed. And then, Lord God, help us to encourage each other without judging each other. Help us to believe that you have put us rightly together in the body of Christ, that we would be able, Lord God, to encourage each other to stay the course, that we would wind up, Lord God, continuing to trust your spirit in every season, even those that we find ourselves in now. We thank you, Lord God, that you have taught us through your word that, that there is now no need to fear condemnation, that we can come before you and even one another knowing, Lord God, that we have been forgiven and that we are in right relationship with you and one another. And that, Lord God, we have a desire not so much to please people, but a desire to live a life of gratitude for the grace that you have given us. God, it's been a long time since, since I've sat down and, and tried to really count not just my physical blessings, not just the material things that I can touch, but those eternal things that you have given freely to me. Let me be honest and open, Lord God. There are times when I take you for granted. There are times, Lord God, when it seems as if I'm offering perfunctory, perfunctory kisses to you. And I repent because you deserve far more than that. Tonight, Lord God, we recognize there is absolutely nothing that we could have done to merit so great a salvation. Forgive us, God, 
the choosing to take your gift of salvation for granted and too often choosing to live our lives as we see fit, giving more honor to colleagues and relatives and mentors or religious leaders or institutions as if they have saved us. That puts us in in, in, in danger of deceit and deception. For when we give to another what rightly belongs to you, we find ourselves, Lord God, being deceived. And we build for ourselves false hours that will soon collapse. Forgive us, O oh God, for even giving ourselves more fully to these things. Forgive us because we sometimes withhold the one care that would be a reasonable act of gratitude for all that you've done, for all of the mercy you have given. God, forgive us for failing to give you the one thing you really want, and that's our whole self, all that we are, a living sacrifice to you. So God, tonight, we want to be real and authentic even the more. God, we want you to open our eyes and our ears so that we can hear your voice and respond to your knock on our hearts and regain passion for the things that concern you. Deliver us, O oh God, from the evil that surrounds us. Deliver us, O oh God, from all that is attempting to confuse us and cause us, O oh God, to doubt the God of our salvation. God, we don't want to quit. We don't want to give up. We want to cling, to cling to you. Help us, O oh God. Resist evil as we choose to live following the leading of your spirit every day. More than monetary donations or mountain-moving faith projects and missions, you desire our hearts. And you deserve passionate living. You deserve, Lord God, children who are aiming to please you in response to your unconditional love. And so, God, we really don't want to know what passionless ministry looks like. We want to know what a passionate, real, authentic community of faith looks like. We want to know, Lord God, that tonight you are working in our minds and hearts, renewing us so that we will become a example, an authentic witness of a Christ-led community of faith living with passion for your glory and yours alone. And so, yes, Lord, we have done that to some degree. And I'm believing that you're calling us, oh God, to a greater degree. And it will take submitting to renewal it will take submitting ourselves, God, to your 
Holy Spirit's light shining in on us. Bless us, O God, as we continue to move toward passionate living. Remind us again that there is no greater love than the love that you have for us. And help us to believe that your love makes the difference in how we perceive ourselves and those around us. Be glorified in our praise, in our prayer, in our commitment to live passionately for you. We bless you in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We bless you, Lord, in the matchless name of Jesus. And God, tonight we do lift up this city and the cities across this nation that seem to be overtaken with crime, shootings and stabbings, especially among our young people. God, we ask in the name of Jesus that you will turn this situation around. And we speak the name of Jesus to our legal system, to our system that just does not seem to know how to handle the mentally ill. God, we ask that there would be a solution, that our cities would again be safe, that our cities would be peaceful. We claim it in the name of Jesus. God, we know that the government is on your shoulders. We know even, God, as we look toward the next election, the elections that are coming up, we ask, God, that you would have your way. We know what we think we want, but our prayer, God, is that you will have your way. This nation needs God. This nation needs to acknowledge the totality of who God is. We come against racism. We come against sexism. We, we come against worldliness. And we ask you, God, to be God in our midst. The Word of God tells us that righteousness exalts the nation and that sin is a reproach to the people. And so, God, we pray that this nation will be exalted in your name, We pray that righteousness will be our reality. We've gone so far away, but, God, we know that all can turn back, and we pray that that will be the reality of the the United States of America. Thank you, Lord God, for loving us. Thank you for forgiving us. And thank you, Lord God, for calling us unto yourself. This is our prayer, and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. My sisters and brothers, we're so grateful for this time, and we certainly want to thank Pastor Hargett for her meditation and for leading us so wonderfully in prayer. We thank God for her, who she is. We certainly pray for her, her family, and for the St. Matthew's Church family. Thank you so much again for joining us. We hope that you will be on the line tomorrow night at 8 o'clock when we will go to prayer one more time. And we pray that your night will be blessed and that your day tomorrow will be fruitful. In Jesus' name, amen and good night.